episode 1111, Iliad Introduction. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Ben Anderson. I'm Ben DiBono. We're back. Back. For a big one. The Iliad. This is something we've been teasing, discussing, planning on for years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. So we've, for people who don't know, or maybe maybe just because they're new or, or because they haven't uh, yet gone to patreon.com slash the sci-fi Christian and subscribed. That's right. Uh, have not heard our deep dives. We've done a number of deep dives over there. And you say, well, what's a deep dive? A deep dive. Uh, you can actually hear kind of some of the proto deep dives on the main feed. Yeah. Probably the closest one to what we do now is when we went through Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. I, I think we went through book by book uh, and did an episode. Yeah, because for for the Divine Comedy, we just did each right, of the right. three sections. But yeah, Paradise Lost, I think we did each, were they considered chapters? Uh, books. Books, okay. Books, yeah. So we did all 12 books of Paradise Lost. And uh, I think that was, that was probably the closest to what we're doing now. I'm trying to think what else we did anything even close to that. Not really. I think we did Dune, the first book on the main feed as well. Not. No, but just oh. there's just one. I think that was either one or two episodes at most. Okay, and then we went over to the extra feed. Yeah, yeah that that could be. I'd say that that you know. So we did all the Dune original Frank Herbert books, uh, Moby Dick, uh, which is on our uncensored feed because I couldn't not make all the jokes about that. Yep. Um, but it like that that to me is I think where we really established the mold for what we're doing now with these deep dives of going through chunk of chapters at a time. Uh, pulling out quotes from them, talking about not not so much the plot, though that too, to the extent that it gets confusing, but really just what does this mean? What are what are we after? What are we trying to say? You know, getting into a lot of the philosophical content uh, to spark conversations. What is it that that this book is talking about? And now we get to do the same thing with the Iliad. That's right. Which I'm really excited about. And I do have a question for you about the Iliad. Yes. At one point, I thought there's just one story by Homer, but I know that there's the Iliad and there's the Odyssey. Are these, but they're separate. Yes, they're separate. But is it just one continuation or are these two different? Like, they're two different works. And uh, it, and then are we going to go straight into Odyssey? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, it's it's an open question in Homeric scholarship, and I, I guess I don't know enough about the question to give an answer on it about whether or not they were even the same person. You know, all of this stuff began as oral tradition. Wait, oh, you're saying Homer, in quotes, yeah. may not be the same Homer for both of those stories? It, yes. Oh, wow. But it is Odysseus in both stories. Well, yeah, so Odysseus is a character in the Iliad. You because know, the Iliad... I, don't, okay, I should be honest. I don't exactly know so, okay. what the stories are. Yeah, how about we level set? Why don't we start there? I know the like the basics, but I've never done a deep dive on these either right, of so these. So just tell me everything you know about the Iliad. Oh, no, don't make me do this. It's just well, going to be embarrassing. No, I'm, not, I'm not trying to... Fine, I've seen... I'm, like, I'm genuinely... <laughs> I, what I'm trying to do is understand what's your starting All point. Right. Just hear me out, because you're going to say, no, that's the Odyssey. Okay. I've seen... Oh, brother, where art thou? Okay, and we've talked about how there's a lot from that movie. I mean, that's just a recreation of the Odyssey, correct? Yes. 
uh, is I, I'm going to just say things and you're going to judge okay. me. So That's I'm prepared what, for that. No, but I'm judging you as a teacher. I enjoyed like the Greek mythology stories that I learned in junior high. Yes. And I don't know what I'm mixing up from there and here is, I don't even want to say this, is the Iliad where the Trojan horse is? Uh, kind of. No. But okay. that's, a, that's a very common misunderstanding. Okay, let me, let me ask another one. Is the, but it, but you're, you're half right in that the uh, Siege of Troy yeah, is Troy. where the I was horse say, was. Okay, so is Helen in this yes. story in Iliad? Yes. Okay. That, okay. So these are two separate things. In the movie Troy, <laughs> right? That's what it's Which called. Which is kind with, of about the Iliad. With Brad Pitt. Yes. Have, have you seen that? I have. I've okay. seen this movie. So this is, that's the Iliad. Kind of. I mean, they, they left out a lot. So if you were to guess, based on what you know about me, where have I been exposed to the story of the Iliad? So that's actually a great, great segue because uh, uh, the movie Troy would be one starting point. But part of what I want to get into as we do this deep dive is the way that the Iliad and the Odyssey are, are what I would refer to as primal literature for us. In other words, if we think about great literature like, uh, you know, Dostoevsky, we're going to read at some point. So we're going to sit down and read Brothers Karamazov and, and maybe there's a thing in Brothers here or there that you've picked up uh, via osmosis. Uh, or just through conversations or whatever that will ring a bell. But by and large, you can go through your life and not have been exposed to Brothers Karamazov. Um, you can, you know, and a lot of literature is like that. You know, even, I, don't, I was about to say Shakespeare, but Shakespeare's a unique case. But you can, you, you know, you're going to pick up on references to things here and there, but it's not foundational in the way something like Homer is. Homer is comparable to the Bible, not in value, okay? The Iliad is not the word of God, but if we think about it from a literary perspective and its influence on Western civilization, it is primal at that level, meaning that just like you could be a complete atheist, and indeed there are many who still want to understand Western civilization— you can't do so without having read the Bible. You can hate everything in it. You can disagree with everything in it. But if you want to understand uh, the last 2,000 years of Western civilization, you need the Bible. Period. No exception. Same thing for the Iliad. Where did you encounter the Iliad? Uh, not to be frank or mm -hmm. not to be flippant with answering your question. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like this myth is so seeped into our cultural bones that you have found it everywhere. I was just thinking of DuckTales. There's a whole story featuring Circe, but that's Odyssey, right? Yes, Circe's the Odyssey. And but it, it's the same, same, same principle. Give you a great example. Um, you know, uh, You're yeah. not going to respond to DuckTales? I mean, that was a pretty good drop. <laughs> You're just going over it like... Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, you know, a great example, of course, is that Dante references both Achilles and, and Odysseus. And then, you know, Dante kind of carries the story of Odysseus forward from the end of the Odyssey of this last journey of Odysseus. And then, you know, that 
encounter right there becomes its own basis for poems and everything and and leading up to uh tennyson's poem which is quoted in skyfall and so it's Hmm. like in skyfall towards the end when m is quoting uh the poem in in the parliament hearing and uh, we do not there is not now that strength which would have old moved heaven and earth but that which we are we are one equal measure of heroic might made weak by time and age but strong and will to seek to strive to fine but not to yield i'm close at least i'm doing it off of memory so i might be a word or two off that's tennis and that goes all the way back to homer what the basis of that is like we were talking about uh and i think it was when we in the extra feed we were talking about my dinner with andre and you mentioned like wanting to do these kind of movie chains of movie a is referenced in movie b and then go watch movie b and then movie c is referenced in movie b like it's not quite the same thing but everything goes back to the bible and Homer. Hmm. And if that's reductionistic, it's not by much. You know, everything in Western civilization comes back to these works. And so you want to understand your culture, which you should. We want to understand yourself, your place in it, all of good things. You can't do that without understanding Homer. You've got to expose yourself to this. It's that primal. Now, Part of the the inverse of that then is that it makes the deep dive is going to be interesting because it's because it's so primal. I feel like this will be something closer to doing a deep dive on the Bible. Mm-hmm. In other words, like where maybe Moby Dick, we can pull out a passage and say he's referencing Homer. Like this is the thing everybody else is referencing. So it's going to have a different feel to it than okay. that. So you mentioned Helen. Let me throw out some other characters. Well, let me try. Okay. Well, you said Achilles. Achilles. Uh, the who guy, else do you know? Yeah, about? the guy who is fighting Achilles for Helen. It's, uh, it's oh man. I'd, uh, well, that's not exactly what was happening. Okay, in the movie in Troy, definitely. Right? Well, they not over Helen. Okay. You're Once thinking you say of Hector. Hector, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Okay, so the basic plot... <laughs> You're like, we're done with this. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to some other characters. The The basic plot of the Trojan War is that uh, Helen is married to uh, Agamemnon right. in Greece, and Paris comes from the city of Troy. He's a son of uh, King Priam, King Priam played by... Uh, Peter O'Toole of Lawrence of Arabia fame in in Troy. Gotta watch it. Uh, no, it's not a good movie. Yeah, after we do the deep dive, we should no, watch not, Troy and I judge it. Yeah, it's horrible. It left out all the gods, which is just insane. Okay. So, uh, one of King Priam's sons, Paris, is visiting Greece, and he uh, steals Helen away, and so he brings her back to the city of Troy. Um, in or which is also called Ilium, hence the Iliad. Mm. And this kicks off the Trojan War. And we pick up our story in year nine of the Trojan War. Now, eventually, the Trojan War is going to end with the big horse that's filled with the Greeks, who are all going to rush out and sack the city of Troy. But you're saying not in the Iliad. Not in the Iliad. And this will result in Achilles being killed by being wounded in his Achilles. Uh, eponymous heel. Isn't it the tendon? Achilles no, tendon? Achi- Achilles heel. Oh. And <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is Achilles heel. 
<laughs> and by the way, I did remember Hector. Once you said it, I was like, yep, that's what I had in my mind. And Hector being one of the other sons of Priam. Uh, and the uh, few survivors of Troy will escape, led by Aeneas, which is documented in Virgil's The Aeneid, and will eventually found the city of Rome. Whoa. So you put all of these together, and the Aeneid is written considerably later. It, it's Latin instead of Greek. But this is part of what is so significant about that is that the Aeneid mythologically ties all of Western civilization back to the fall of Troy. We are the descendants. We as West, maybe not literally by blood, but as the, the, the citizens of the Western world, we are culturally descendants of Troy. So this is our roots. So do you see this journey for us, this deep dive being Iliad, Odyssey, and then Aeneid? Yeah, I think it would be worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Wow. But so the, the, the common misconception then is that uh, the Iliad is about the fall of Troy. It's not. It's not. The opening lines of the Iliad, sing, O muse, of the rage of Achilles, meaning that the Iliad is about Achilles getting pissed off, and it ends when he is no longer pissed off. Because he's dead. No. Spoilers. He's not. <laughs> this is where like the, the, the stupid uh, Troy movie leads you wrong. Because Wait, the, he doesn't die? Not not in the Iliad. Wow. You haven't talked about Odysseus yet. That's the only character well, well, I knew. So we'll get to Odysseus, but he's a much more minor character in the Iliad. Okay. So the Iliad's about Achilles being mad. You know, the Iliad's going to kick off with, and by the way, you mentioned spoilers. We're going to spoil the heck out of this because like, it's not about the plot. Right. I, I was just kidding it, about I know, that. I know. But I want to make that point for everybody who maybe is in that modern mentality. Like, this is not about the plot because it's not about the fall of Troy. Like, yes, there's going to be war and battle and gods and all of that. But primarily what's happening is at the beginning of the Iliad, uh, the Greeks have uh, captured a, 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 a temple and Odysseus and Agamemnon took slave girls and Agamemnon stole Achilles, or I said Agamemnon and Odysseus. Agamemnon and Achilles have taken slave girls. Agamemnon gets jealous of Achilles' girl and steals her. And that's Helen? No. Okay. Helen's in Troy at this okay. point. Achilles gets mad and goes and pouts and refuses to fight. And the Greeks start to get their butts kicked because they don't have Achilles there to fight with them. So it's all about Achilles being mad. And refusing to fight. It's his rage. And so the, the song is about the rage of Achilles. When Achilles is done raging, the Iliad is over, even though the Trojan War is not over. All right. I, I find myself asking what I think is an interesting question. I want to ask you the same question. Why do I know so much about the Odyssey and, and I don't know as much about the Iliad? Um, is that just me or is that, generally speaking, it's referenced more often? I don't know if it's referenced more often. I think that um, the the Odyssey is much more... I do more, want to say I use, I'm using so much loosely. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> it's much more episodic, and so it's easier to point to individual moments like the Cyclops, you know. The pigs. Like the pigs, like the sirens. Like there's right, all these yeah. kind of moments in the Odyssey that are uh, 
you might not like it because it, it is more of a road movie. Oh no, type, <laughs> type of uh, experience. But you know, so the Odyssey then is about Odysseus trying to find his way home. Yeah, after the Trojan War. Okay, so the Trojan War is over, and Odysseus can't get home. Why? Because he pissed off Poseidon. Okay, and Poseidon's mad, and Poseidon is preventing him from getting home. This is going to be fun. And that brings us to, a, you know, the other big feature in all of this, of course, is the gods. And the like, the, the great crime of, of Troy is that they try and do the Iliad without the gods. And, you know, before and then, uh, this is the last point in general I want to make, then let's hit on the t- what translation to read. Oh, that's very good, because I was going to ask. In this case, listeners, I you may know if you were over with us at the book poster um, series that we're doing on the extra feed. I often just listen to the audiobook, but in this case... I'm going all in on reading because it was such a good experience for me for, um, well, both Paradise Lost and the Divine Comedy. Yeah, and and the books themselves aren't too terribly long. Uh, Okay, so uh, last point here when it comes to the gods is one of the things like, what is it that makes the Iliad so enduring? I think at least part of the answer, uh, and certainly not the whole answer. Uh, is that on the one hand, we have this epic scale, this, this giant battle. We have the gods and, and great heroes and everything. But then there's also this intimate level of it, too. You know, Achilles is mad. And he's mad because his girl is with Agamemnon. You know, he, he's, he's mad because he feels disrespected. It's like this, this deeply personal, individual emotions on this epic scale of gods and goddesses. But guess what? It turns out the gods and goddesses are also quite petty and individualistic in their own way, just as many of the humans are godlike in, in their aspect. Uh, and you'll see this come through in the language, and we'll highlight a lot of this as we go, but Homer will use um, different formula. That's probably, I'm sure there's a better better term for it when he's referring to different characters or places and everything crafty odysseus the wine dark sea uh to refer to the aegean sea you know and so you'll get these references that kind of give everything this larger than life component to it so we're going to do this over on the extra feed again three dollars a month it's going to be worth it it's going to be so good um and uh we're going to start with the first three books. Okay. First three books. And here's what I think you want to read. So there's lots of great translations out there. I'm not an expert as far as which translations to recommend. I'm going to read the Robert Fagel's translation. Okay. And does this include both? You can get a, a two-in-one. He's got translations for both of them. And the reason I'm going to read that one is my daughter's actually reading this for school. She's starting high school this year, and that's the translation they're going to read. So I want to read that with her. What I would encourage for folks when it comes to translations, if you want to venture out on your own, keep a couple things in mind. Number one, go for a poetry translation, a verse translation, not a prose translation. So if we get the Robert Fagel's version, it's the version you'd want us to read. Yes, that's the version I'm going to be quoting from. Oh, wow, very cheap on Kindle, 99 cents. Well, but hang on. That's probably not what you're actually looking for. I doubt that's the Robert Fagel's okay. translation. Uh, so, number one, if you venture out on your own, make sure you get a verse translation. The Iliad is a poem. We don't like prose translations of poems. Number two, if you do what you almost just did there and load up a cheap or free Kindle version, 
it's probably going to be a translation that is in the public domain. Okay. Meaning it's going to be very old and very hard to read. You know, a lot of great old translations. Um, the Iliad's been translated gajillion times. Uh, Keats has a poem about first looking into Chapman's Homer, which is, uh, you know, about his experience reading that translation. And you don't want to start there. They're beautiful translations. Don't start with an old one. You have a hard time reading it. Let me ask you this. I found a box set of those three books we've just talked about, Iliad, Odyssey, Aeneid. It looks like it is Yep, translated by Robert Fagels. Are you committed? If I was to buy the box set right now and just knock this thing out, yeah. are you committed to sticking with that translation or will you want to do a different translation for the Odyssey or the Aeneid? Uh, I, mean, I guess what I'm asking is, should I just buy one at a time right now? I can spend $12 or I can spend $33. Get them all. We'll, we'll do we'll do Fagels the whole way down. Okay, great. This is just what I need to know. All right, I mean, should I hit the music? That's it, huh? That's it. Listeners, yes, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, so I'm happy it's finally here. I mean, I, did we talk about this? Uh, so read the first three chapters, and then how long do you think? We'll first do, three books. First three books. They're not books. And how long? Not chapters. How long do you think it will take us to do just the Iliad? How many weeks? So there's 24, 24 books. All right, so yeah, so eight weeks. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right, listeners, that is all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben Bono. Please join us over at Patreon.com/forward/slash/the Sci-Fi Christian. I'm Ed Anderson signing off. Goodbye.